three days to Christmas and three nights, Caleb, unless you weren't going to sleep at all. So, you know, you, you were just, uh, I was just trying to figure out the maths there for a moment, but that's okay. That's okay. Three days, three nights. Uh, you were on to it as well. Excellent. Fantastic. But it is, you know, ha- have you noticed how much of a rush we're going towards Christmas at the moment? You know, we seem to be just headlong racing into Christmas. And if you... And it's really amazing because what we need to do is stop and take a moment to actually look at what is the crux of the faith, what is the crux of the thing that undergirds Christmas. What a great word, undergirds. But, you know, but it's, it's, it's why we celebrate Christmas, isn't it? It's why we celebrate Christmas. What is the reason we celebrate Christmas? You know, as we move into Christmas, and, I know, and you know, have you ever been in a car park at the moment? It's kind of mayhem. You're trying to avoid going into the shopping centre car parks because there's always tension, there's always people fighting for, for spots and everything else there. Um, if, if you can, the, the best time is to go before the shops open because there's nobody there. But then you have to wait for all that time and you miss the free parking you know, limits that you've got anyway. But you know, the thing is, you know, you know, as we're doing this, I want to ask you this question. As you know, this world is just racing towards Christmas and, and I think are forgetting the meaning of Christmas in the process of this. I want to ask you this question. What have you done to prepare for Christmas so far? How many people have put Christmas trees up? There's a few people. Excellent. How many people have got Christmas decorations out? Have decorated the house, have put lights yeah. up, those yeah. kind of things? There's a few people. How many people have got the manger scene out? How many people have got more than one manger scene? There you go. Oh, cool. There's a couple of people there. How many people... Look, you know, how many manger scenes do you have in the house, Annie? We've got four. Anybody's got more than four manger scenes? No? Okay, I think we take the case. But, the, you know, hang on, then we're the pastor's family, so... Goes to, goes to, goes to, you know, that's what it is. I win, yeah, we win. <laughs> some of them are very small, mind you. Some of them are small, some of them are bigger, different kinds, pottery, wood, you know, or, you know. But see, the thing is, the reason why you ask the question about why, whether, you know, we're putting Christmas decorations up or whether we're, you know, focusing on the manger scene and that, you know, it's really what is Christmas about? What is the heart of Christmas? You know, do, do we get caught up in the trimmings of Christmas and all the things that go on? Have people got their menu planned for Christmas Day? There There's a few people. <laughs> <laughs> so, how many people have opted to do something new this year? Excellent, that's fantastic. So, so, but the thing is, Christmas often is all about tradition and about doing the same thing and not actually thinking about what you're doing, isn't it? It's just, this is what we do at Christmas time. We get out the decorations, we get out the same food recipes we do, that we only cook once a year and we do this, and we have the family around and we do this, and we go and buy stuff, we do this, and we forget what the meaning of Christmas is all about. See, in our series in December... 
we've been focusing on faith and faith at Christmas. And, and particularly, what I want to talk about today is, is faith in Jesus brings salvation. I actually want us to bring it right down to the very heart of Christmas, why we actually celebrate, what is the basis of this, why we celebrate the birth of a baby so many years ago. And it's a, it's a remembrance, a celebration of who Jesus is, his life, his death, everything. It's the foundation of our belief that faith in Jesus Christ brings salvation. You know, in the first message of our series... I talked about how it's not the size of our faith that matters in all of this. It rather is actually the object of our faith. And so today I want to explore what what the object of our faith is, which is Jesus Christ and the fact that he brings salvation to us. So I want to dive right in. And, you know, over the weeks we've been uh, looking at making it personal for us. What I want us to do is actually see the foundation for this that Jesus is the object of our faith. And we're going to look at some scripture verses from the Bible. We always get, we've got to make the right words from the Bible. And the first one is, how do we know that Jesus is the object of our faith? And I want to share with you from, the, the, from Acts chapter 16 and verse 31. It says, they replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved along with everyone in your household. So the object of the faith, the person that you believe in, the person you trust, active trust, placing your life in there, who is it? Is Jesus. It is Jesus Christ. And what happens when you believe in Jesus? What happens when you trust in Jesus? You will be saved. Jesus is the object of our faith. But how do we know about salvation? What is salvation? Salvation is a gift that God gives to you, gives to each and every one within the world. How do we know this? Well, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 says this, God saved you by his grace, and when you, when you believed, notice this, when you believed, that's when you believed in Jesus Christ, when you trusted Christ, when you took that step and put your faith in Jesus, God saved you by his grace when you believed and you can't take credit for it. So it's not about what you've done, it's about what God's done. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things you've done so no one of us can boast about it. See, salvation isn't about what we do. It's not about the good things we do. It's not about racking up the points in heaven going score sheets against good versus bad that we've done in our life. It's about Jesus Christ and what he's done. It's a gift for us. So our salvation is a gift from God to us. And salvation happens through the death of Jesus. And how do we know this? In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, it says this, Christ suffered for our sins once for all time. He never sinned, but he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. That is salvation, to bring you back into relationship with God, bring you to God. He suffered physical death, but he raised to life in the Spirit. This is salvation for us. It is found in the death of Jesus. And and what's more, we know our salvation is about the forgiveness of our sins. And Jesus brings this in and of himself. The forgiveness of sins is through Jesus Christ. 
And how do we know this? Let's, let's go into the, the Gospels. Let's go into Matthew chapter 9 and we're going to look at verses 2 to 8. Some people brought him a paralysed man on a mat. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralysed man, be encouraged, my child, your sins are forgiven. Notice what Jesus did. He says, your sins are forgiven. So the forgiveness of sins is coming through Jesus. But some of the teachers of the religious law said to themselves, what blasphemy, does he think he's God? Jesus knew what they were thinking. And so he asked them, why do you have such evil thoughts in your heart? Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or to say stand up and walk? So I'll prove to you that the Son of Man, that's the name Jesus gave himself, has authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, pick up a mat and go home. And the man jumped up and went home and fear swept through the crowds as they saw this happen. And they praised God for sending a man with such great authority. See, it is because of Jesus. It is because of his very nature. It's because Jesus is God in human flesh. And that's why we celebrate at Christmas. And, and Jesus has the power to forgive sins in and of himself. And he shows us in this passage, he goes, your sins are forgiven. The thing that was denied that man because of his paralyzed nature. And then people are grumbling, how could you be that? Are you God? And then he shows them, well, which is easier, to forgive sins or to say, get up and walk? And he just did both. But within the Christmas story, we need to always remember that if we look back into the Old Testament, there's many prophecies about the promise of Jesus, about that God will be with us. And I just want to share one of, you, one of these so that we know salvation comes through Jesus Christ, that our faith in Jesus Christ brings our salvation. It's through Jesus. And Jesus is the promised one, the Messiah, the promise of God. And let's just jump into Isaiah 7, verse 14. And it says, All right then, the Lord himself will give you the sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and he will be called Emmanuel which means God with us, the promise of the virgin birth of Jesus Christ, which we celebrate at Christmas. We remember this. And why do we remember it? Because it will be God with us. We remember it because of what Jesus has done, who he is, God with us. And faith in Jesus brings salvation. Faith in Jesus brings salvation. And this comes to the crux of what I want to talk about today. And I want to share with you the reading from Romans Chapter 10, verses 8 through to 13. And it says this. The message is very close at hand. It is on your lips and in your hearts. And that message, message is the very message about faith that we preach. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. There's the faith. Faith in Jesus. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. As the scripture tells us, 
Anyone who trusts in him, that is in Jesus, will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. There we go. Faith in Jesus Christ brings salvation. It's not the size of our faith. It is the object of our faith. And that object of our faith is Jesus. It is the life, the witness, his death and resurrection. That is who we have. But let's delve into this piece of scripture, this piece from the Bible, from Romans. And let's just have a little look at this. Because one of the things we need to realise is there is a proclamation of faith. There is something that happens there. That when we say we have faith in Jesus, it's not just a passive thing. There is an active thing. So I ask you this question, how did you become a Christian? How did you become a Christian? What we have in Romans 10 here is actually a very beautiful answer to that question. See, salvation is as close as your mouth and your heart. See, if people think that salvation is is a difficult endeavour to do, they're missing the point because in Romans chapter 10, it teaches us that faith in Jesus is actually readily accessible. It's near to you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. It's there for you to grasp. And that is proclaiming your faith. Proclaiming your faith in Jesus Christ. If we jump a little bit further in in Romans 10, verse 17, it teaches now faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. And God builds faith in, in in the heart through receiving and believing and obeying the word of God which we find in the Bible. See, God, God is not distant and you know, undefinable out there. He's a person. He's near, he's intimate, and we find him in the, the Gospels, we find him in the Bible, in the person of Jesus Christ. But he's also the Holy Spirit that is upon us and present with us at the moment. He's present in the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's known through experiences that we have. See, this is a close gospel right here. See, the proclamation of faith that we're talking about, that that is happening here, that Romans is talking about, the Apostle Paul, who's writing to the Romans, is talking about, actually is twofold. There's two proclamations. First, is that believers already are proclaiming, preaching, telling others. So that's a proclaiming, telling, making it out there, that Jesus Christ is the Saviour that you actually need to know who Jesus is in your life. You need to come to that relationship. It has changed our life. So when we tell other people about Jesus, we are proclaiming Jesus. It's, on our, it's in our hearts and it's in our mouth and we're proclaiming it for others to hear. And through that hearing, they hear the life change that has happened in our lives because of Jesus. They hear the salvation that has happened 
to us because of our faith in Jesus and they can have that as well. Their proclamation is something so important. But the other part of the proclamation that we find in Romans as well is the other side is when you do come to faith. You know, the question I ask you, how did you come to faith? What is it that you did? It's proclaiming that Jesus Christ is Lord and Saviour. It's, it's actually saying, professing, saying this is who it is. Some people would say professing. Other people would say we confess that this is what we believe in. All the same words for the same kind of action that we have. How do we become Christians? Well, we have faith in the salvation that Jesus brings through his life and death. And we make that publicly. We declare that publicly. We don't just do it secretly, we declare it publicly. And, you know, and when we come to baptisms, this is actually what we ask our, our candidates for baptism, people who come to baptism, we ask this question. And I'm going to take it directly from what the Uniting Church asks adult believers for their baptism. Do you repent of your sins? So that's the first question that is asked of a person coming to baptism. Do you repent of your sins? So in other words, do you see that you have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and you need salvation? You actually need that salvation because you've sinned. And that's the first question they ask. And then the next question is, do you turn to Jesus Christ? So the object of our faith, are you turning to Jesus Christ who has defeated the power of sin and death and has brought us to new life? So it's proclaiming that you're turning to Jesus. You're, you're, you're moving away from your old life. You realise you, you've separated yourself from God. You realise your state, that you turn to Christ. And then, they, then we ask you, do you commit yourself to God? Trusting in Jesus Christ. And we know faith is an active trust in the evidence that we have. And so trusting in Jesus Christ is an active faith in Jesus Christ as Saviour and in the Holy Spirit as God's power and presence along the way. See, these three questions are the crux of a proclamation of faith that we have when we bring candidates, people coming for baptism. We ask them, do you repent of your sins? Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Do you commit yourself to Jesus Christ? And the answer is, yes, I commit myself. Yes, I repent of my sins. Yes, I turn to Christ. These are the things we, we proclaim our faith in Jesus Christ. We have faith in Jesus and that faith in Jesus brings salvation. It's not because of the act of, and this is where we need to be careful, it's not because we've got the faith, it's because what Jesus has done. So it's not the size of the faith, it's what Jesus has done. So we have faith in Jesus, the object, and so we proclaim that faith. It's the object of our faith that makes such a difference. So this passage in Romans really helps us to, to understand that salvation is actually for all people. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. It is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. As the scripture tells us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentiles are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I love how that passage wraps up. Hear the word. Everyone. 
everyone, that is everyone, who calls on the name of Jesus will be saved. So as we place our trust and we place our faith in Jesus and in the salvation that he has won for us, we are saved. See, as Christmas is, is all about celebration, that is, we focus our celebration for ourselves once more to Jesus saves. Let's focus back to as we celebrate and remember the birth of Jesus, this baby. Let's remember what Jesus did for each and every one, for everybody. And let us rekindle our faith in Jesus Christ. So what I want you to do today, I'm, actually, I'm going to make this active. You know how over all the weeks I've been getting you to be involved in all of this? What I want you to do is if, if you've never proclaimed your faith in Jesus Christ, I'm going to invite you to do this right now. But if you have, I want you to rekindle your faith today. I want you to proclaim uh, once again your faith in Jesus Christ. And it's important. So if you've never made this commitment, if you've never made this commitment for your life, then take a moment. Take a breath. Let God work in your life. Let God speak into you right now. And if he's drawing you to say yes to any of these questions, join with us as we say it. And if you have been long in the faith, as I ask you these questions... I want you to pray your answer and I want you to say your answer. So if I ask you to believe in Jesus Christ, I want you to say, if you believe in Jesus Christ, to say, I believe in Jesus Christ. So repeat it, be positive, be affirming, declare, proclaim your faith. And if this is the first time, be bold in that statement and do this. So let's just ask ourselves these questions that brings us back to the crux that faith in Jesus Christ brings salvation for us. So as I ask you these questions, I encourage you and invite you to respond. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Fantastic. Do you believe that faith in Jesus who has defeated the power of sin and death, has brought us new life? Fantastic. Good. That's a good response. Yes. Do you trust in Jesus Christ as your saviour? Yes. Fantastic. Let's just pray together. Oh, gracious Lord, we give you thanks that all those years ago you brought us to this moment. You brought us to this moment through the birth of Jesus that we remember at Christmas, that we celebrate at Christmas. All those years ago, you brought Jesus into the world, God with us, Emmanuel, that he lived a life just like us, that he came as a baby, grew up, had passion and changed the lives of those around him. Lord, today may our lives be changed by all that Jesus has done. We pray this in the power of Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.